Arcadian Vanguard presents the Wrestling News in your daily wrestling newscast for Friday, September 29th, 2023. Good morning, I'm Mike Sempervivi. We begin with WWE Senior Vice President of Talent Development Creative Shawn Michaels who held a conference call on Thursday in advance of Saturday night's NXT No Mercy event. Michaels answered a variety of questions from the media, which included NXT's ratings, recent talent cuts, and even CM Punk. When asked about ratings, Michaels noted the benefits of using main roster workers appearing on the program, but also made sure to praise NXT's own roster, as well as how the show is envisioned. Ours is, again, the closest thing to attitude area you're going to get. And I know a lot of people, oh my goodness, want to roll their eyes at that, but we've, you know, we've got a Wild West stuff going on all the time down here. There's always something new happening. It's very different. We have a number of different reasons for being in storylines. If you ask me, every other show out there right now, they all wrestle each other because they're all angry at each other. Everybody's, I'm angry at this guy, or I'm angry at that guy, and we're going to fight about it. Um, but again, if you if you watch NXT, you're going to see there's a lot of different reasons. There are a lot of different stakes on why people get into wrestling matches on our show. He also invoked NXT's head-to-head battle with AEW Dynamite when both shows were on Wednesday nights. You know, we're, you know, we're competing to be number one on cable in Tuesday nights now. And, I, you know, again, even when the Wednesday night wars were going on, it was a fight between two people. But we, it's not like anybody was fighting out for first or second or, you know, we were in the teens for heaven's sakes. And now, you know, there are times NXT are... Our number one, we're in the top five on a regular basis. I think that's a really good thing for us. And and so I and I feel like the world now is catching on to to NXT and you know and the buzz that's around it. Michael spoke about the talent releases which affected NXT booking and put over the efforts of Mustafa Ali applauding both his creativity and his work. Additionally, he lauded the assimilation of former NXT UK roster members into the current product, commending their efforts in helping to transition WWE's collegiate athlete signings into the world of wrestling. When he was asked about Trick Williams, Michaels was effusive with his praise. The the in the ring aspect of this uh, is an area that he knew he needed to improve on, and he's you know he's just he's self accountable. You know what I mean and. I don't know. I just, I, I admire him. I think the world of him um, and he's doing fantastic. That's why he's getting uh, this opportunity. One of the good guys and one of the really good stories. And and one of the reasons that I love doing this, um, he, he is again, and I, I, I am going on about it, but it is it's because he's, He's, well, it is. He's, he's everything that's good in this job and makes you feel good about doing it. Michaels also spoke highly of former women's champion Tiffany Stratton and called new TKO signee Jade Cargill, quote, tailor-made for the WWE, end quote. When asked about the possibility of working with CM Punk, Michaels indicated that he'd welcome Punk with open arms, although he does not foresee it happening in NXT. I've always liked him, um, and I understand he's a different kind of cat, and... Uh, you know, can sometimes be challenging, you know, to get along with people. But again, that that's probably why I like him because I suffer from the same, the same thing. So, um, but still I, it, look, obviously that's for people to decide uh, higher up on the food chain than I am. Um, he's a guy that does numbers um, and makes money. I think that that would be a risk uh, risk reward ratio that I'm sure from a company standpoint, they'd have to consider, um, but when it comes to would we take him in NXT and have him on our television? 
Are you kidding me? Of course, of course I would. I just wow. don't think anybody let me. During the call, it was also revealed that the next NXT-branded PLE following No Mercy would be NXT Deadline, scheduled for December 9th at the Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Deadline will feature the return of the Iron Survivor Challenge match, which features five competitors facing off in a 25-minute match with multiple stipulations. In other WWE news, another media rights deal is closed as Nahan-based streaming service Abema announced on Thursday that it has become the exclusive home for WWE programming in Japan. According to a press release relayed through Tokyo Sports, the deal marks the return of WWE to Japanese television for the first time in 22 months after the company's agreement with cable channel J Sports ended in December 2021. Raw will be broadcast on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. beginning on October 3rd, while SmackDown will air at 8 p.m. on Saturdays beginning on October 7th. The release noted that for the first time, WWE programming will be broadcast in Japanese as opposed to being subtitled only. WWE's deal with Abema also includes the airing of premium live events, including the company's tentpole showcases, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and Survivor Series. In ratings news, last Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite finished with 855,000 viewers on average, down 129,000 from the previous week's Grand Slam edition of the program, according to Sports TV ratings. Dynamite finished third among cable originals for the night with a .28 rating in the key 18-49-year-old demographic, which equates to approximately 365,000 viewers. That's down nearly 25% from the previous week's 469,000 and the lowest rating the show has done since June 28th. According to information provided by Russell Nomics, losses for Dynamite were heaviest in the 18-34 demo, with the show losing 28% of those viewers from the week prior. Impact Wrestling aired last night on Access TV, featuring matches taped last Saturday and Sunday at Graceland Live in Memphis, Tennessee. The main event match on the show saw Impact Knockouts champion Trinity submit Giselle Shaw with the Starstruck stretch. After the bout, Trinity was attacked by Shaw's partners Jai Vidal and Savannah Evans, but the heels were sent packing by a returning Mickey James. James then cut a promo praising Trinity before challenging her for the title. You know, and I know, and they know that I never lost that championship and I miss her pretty bad. And, and I have a rematch clause that I can invoke whenever I want. And I know exactly where I want that to be. I can't think of a better place than hardcore country Mickey James versus Trinity at Bound for Glory. The show opened with Chris Saban defeating Alan Angels to make the first defense of his 10th reign as X Division champion. After the bout, a video played to reveal that New Japan Pro Wrestling's Kenta would challenge Saban for the title at Bound for Glory on October 21st. Other results saw Impact Tag Team champions The Rascals defeat Yuya Uemura and Joe Hendry in a non-title match. Rhino defeated Jack Price and fended off a post-match attack by Steve Macklin. Later in the show, Macklin lobbied Bully Ray for help in dealing with Rhino. Jonathan Gresham knocked off former tag team partner Speedball Mike Bailey, pinning him with a handful of tights. 
Heath and Tommy Dreamer defeated Kenny King and Sheldon Jean in a Memphis street fight after the bout Crazy Steve attacked Dreamer. And on the pre-show, the team of Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan knocked off Black Taurus and Laredo Kid. During the program, it was also announced that Impact President Scott Demora would induct announcers Mike Tenay and the late Don West into the Impact Hall of Fame, while Gail Kim would be inducting Tracy Brooks. Ring of Honor streamed last night on Honor Club, featuring matches taped last Saturday night at the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The most newsworthy bout saw Jimmy Jacobs wrestling in his hometown fall to former ROH World TV champion Shane Taylor. It was Jacobs' first match in ROH since Supercard of Honor 9 in March of 2015, where he lost a no-disqualification match to BJ Whitmer. Shortly afterwards, Jacobs would become a member of the WWE creative team, where he remained until October of 2022. Other men's singles results saw Brian Cage defeat Metallique, Scorpio Sky beat Tony Nese, Gravity drop Lee Johnson, and Ethan Page beat Rohit Raju. In women's matches, Billy Starks knocked off Lady Frost, Layla Hirsch topped Laney Luck, and Mercedes Martinez beat Allison Kay. And victorious tag teams included Action Andretti and Darius Martin, Cole Carter and Griff Garrison, The Gates of Agony, and in a six-man tag, Dalton Castle and the boys. And before we leave you today, we'd like to remind you that however you consume your content, you can find the wrestling news 24 hours a day and seven days a week across social media. On Twitter, follow us at Wrestling News AV. Our Facebook page is also Wrestling News AV. The wrestling news can also be found on the Arcadian Vanguard YouTube page. And for those who utilize Amazon Echo devices, just tell Alexa to play the Wrestling News podcast. And remember to make sure you add podcast at the end. Once again, for daily updates, breaking news, and more, follow the wrestling news across social media. And that's the news for today. If anything happens, we will be here to tell you about it. No clickbait, no paywall, just the wrestling news. The Wrestling News is a division of Arcadian Vanguard, and the Wrestling Newscast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. 